Welcome to the Principles Experience. This channel is designed to give you financial content in the areas of business, finance, and investing, while bringing you stories of the mindset of entrepreneurs and their tips on building the business. Sit back and learn on how you can develop your financial wisdom and create a blueprint for financial freedom. Welcome, everyone to another episode of the Principles Experience. I'm back, my name is Kevin Jenkins, and I have a special episode for you all today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, definitely stay tuned for the end of this podcast. I'm going to be giving away a, a cash giveaway. Um, I'll be doing for one special listener, so stay tuned for that. As for this episode, I wanna talk about why ownership matters and why you need to have the right infrastructure in place to set up, to set you up for success in your business. Now, when you're creating a business, you have different business structures on how you can set up your company. You can do a limited liability company, which is an LLC. You can do a sole proprietorship, a partnership, or a corporation such as a CS or B Corp. Throughout this episode, I'm going to explain what an LLC is and how you can set one up. I also will explain trademarks, patents, and copyrights. But before I discuss what an LLC is, I wanted to briefly explain the other business structures so you can have an understanding of those as well. So a sole proprietorship means your business assets and liabilities are not separate from your personal assets and liabilities. It does not produce a separate business entity, which means you will be held responsible for the debts and the obligations of the business. Sole proprietorships are usually for low risk businesses and business owners that want to test their idea before moving it into a more formal business structure. Next, a partnership is when two or more people, they usually form a business together. Now, there are two kinds of partnerships. You have a limited partnerships, LP, and limited liability partnerships, LLP. Limited partnerships have one general partner with unlimited liability, and all the other partners have limited liability. Limited liability partnerships are similar to limited partnerships, but give limited liability to every partner. LLPs protects each partner from debts against the partnership. They won't be liable for the actions of other partners. And partnerships are usually good for businesses with multiple owners or even professional groups like attorneys. Now, when forming a corporation, an individual, they have the option to form a CS or a B Corp. With a C Corp, it's a legal entity that's separate from its owners. Corporations, they can make profit, they can also be taxed, and they can be held legally liable. Corporations tend to offer the strongest protection to its owners from personal liability, but the costs are much higher than any other business structure. With corporations, there is more extensive record-keeping, operational processes, and also reporting. Unlike sole proprietors, partnerships and LLCs, corporations pay income taxes on their profits. Corporate profits are sometimes even taxed twice. First, when a company makes a profit, and then second, when a company pays dividends to shareholders on their personal tax returns. 
So corporations, they could be a great choice for medium or higher risk businesses, businesses that need to raise capital and businesses that plan to go public or eventually be sold. A lot of times when you see individuals form corporations, they're trying to provide of value to their shareholders because they do have an objective of becoming a publicly traded company. So corporations, you know, is definitely one thing to look at. Now, I wanted to go into S-Corp. S-Corp is a special type of corporation that's set up to avoid the double taxation that you experience with a C-Corp. With an S-Corp, it allows you to have profits and some losses that can be passed through directly to owners' personal income without ever being subject to corporate tax rates. Now, with a B Corp, this is the last one, it's also known as a benefit corporation. It's recognized as a for-profit corporation by a majority of U.S. states. The biggest difference between a B Corp compared to a C and an S Corp is the mission and the purpose. With a B Corp, shareholders hold the company accountable to produce a public benefit as well as a financial profit. Some states do require B Corps to submit annual benefit reports that show their contribution to helping the public. So a B Corp is excellent if you do want to facilitate public good as well as being able to have financial profits. Uh, just keep in mind that the shareholders that you have with a B Corp uh, they will hold you accountable, and a lot of times you will have to submit those reports uh, to show uh, that you are helping the public in some form or fashion. So now that you know about the other business structures, let's focus on the importance of setting up an LLC. Now, LLCs, they combine the characteristics of a corporation with those of a partnership or a sole proprietorship. What I do like about LLCs is that your personal assets and your business assets are completely separate. Owners are not personally liable for the company's debts or liabilities. LLCs can select to not pay federal taxes also, which is, which is great. Of course, you'll have to pay state taxes, but you can select to not pay federal taxes. Now, instead, what happens is the profits and the losses are listed on the personal tax returns of the owners. Now, when you're filing an LLC, you have to fill out what's called an Articles of Organization with the state. It has to be documented, and these articles set up the rights, the duties, powers, responsibilities, liabilities, and other obligations of each member of the LLC. Other information you will tend to see is the name and addresses of the LLC's members. The name of the LLC's register agent and also the business statement of purpose is much easier to set up compared to a corporation and it provides much more flexibility and protection. I know for the state of Florida, the cost for setting up an LLC is $125, which isn't bad at all. Uh, the time it takes to be approved is usually two to five business days. Some states, it could take up to seven to 10 business days. So plan accordingly, especially during times when there could be heavy volume and applications at the beginning or the end of the year. Uh, after your LLC is approved, uh, you are provided with what's called an EIN number, uh, which is the employer identification number. And it's essentially the social security number for your business. 
Now, some of the main reasons why business owners form an LLC is because it limits the principal's liability. Also, the fees are a lot smaller compared to a corporation and you have to and you also have much more protection as I briefly mentioned in the beginning of this episode. Now, the biggest difference compared to a partnership is with an LLC, your personal and business assets are separate like I mentioned. That's the biggest difference when you compare compare an LLC to a partnership. With a partnership, they are not. So, business owners, they tend to like with an LLC they're not responsible for the debts and liabilities of the company. Now, one last thing I wanted to point out is that if you are looking to form a business and eventually become a publicly traded company, forming an LLC is not the best option for this task. If that's the goal of yours, then you will want to go the corporation route. And I, I know for myself specifically, I am looking to uh, I'm looking to file for an LLC with my business just because it doesn't cost as much to it doesn't cost as much to file for those documents as compared to, you know, a, a corporation. And then when comparing it to a, a partnership, I really like the idea with the LLC that my personal assets that I have is completely separate from the assets that I will accumulate within my business. So it's great that you have that split between the two, because when all of those are combined, it can lead to much more taxes that you have to pay and it could just be a, a much more bigger hassle. So I think that an LLC is also great if you're not looking at wanting to become publicly traded. I know for me, I'm not looking to have shareholders with my company. Um, I just want to continue to add value to my audience and also to my clients that I provide services for. So that's why I'm personally going to file for an LLC. So now we have talked about the different types of business structures that you can set up for your company. Uh, next, I wanted to go over trademarks. Now, first, a trademark is used for words, symbols, devices, or names that are used to distinguish the goods of one manufacturer or seller from another. If you create any distinctive symbol, name or word is designated by a trademark symbol at the end of it. A trademark does not provide any legal protection. If someone has produced a similar name or image, the original company will have to prove that they created the idea or design first. That's why I would recommend having a registered trademark. Usually when you look at logos, you can tell if companies have the small TM or the R symbol with registration. With a registration, a trademark is protected against another company's use of the name or image. A registered trademark is a federal and legal registration of the mark. Now, with trademarks, you can register them through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. First, it's always great to search the online database to determine that your mark is not claimed. And once you have determined that it is unique, then you can fill out the trademark application and present a representation of the mark. Now, when it says to present a representation of the mark, this is very big. And I learned from this lesson three years ago when I filed the trademark for 
uh, a design and a symbol that I wanted for a personal development uh, design that I was thinking about for a business that, you know, I was looking at wanting to create. And when I was creating the logo and I filed it through the trademark office, they told me that my design had not shown that it was in use. And what I had did was I took the logo and I put it like on a random T-shirt that I found, a T-shirt template that I found online. And I put it through um, Adobe Photoshop and I put the logo on there. But that didn't really show a representation of the mark because when it says it has to be in use, it actually has to be shown like it has to be either put on some type of clothing, a hat, uh, a book bag, whatever it is. You have to show that you are physically uh, showing a representation of the mark. So I know moving forward, when I go through that process again, what I'm going to do this time is is create the merch first, put my design on the merch and then file for the trademark or for the register mark. Because, you know, when you try to do it the way I did it, you know, I wasn't able to get it processed because I wasn't able to present a representation of the mark. So that's very important, especially if you want to put your logo on business cards, something as simple as that. You can put it on a business card and you can show that it is being a representation of the mark. And that would allow you to be able to get it come completed and processed. Now, the registration process, it can be long. It could take about four months to receive a response to your application. Um, it, it took me, you know, some time for me to get uh, the feedback on my application and registration usually lasts 10 years, but must be verified between years five and six to confirm that the trademark is still in use. So secondly, I wanted to go ahead and talk about patents. Now with patents, uh, this is used for an invention to grant the property right to the inventor. This is also issued by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. A new patent lasts for 20 years from the date on which the application for the patent was filed in the U.S. Now, there are three types of patents. The first is a utility patent, which is granted to anyone who invents or discovers any new and useful process, machine, or any new and useful improvement thereof. The next is a design patent. This is granted to anyone who invents a new, original, and creative design for an article of manufacture. Third and final is a plant patent. This may be granted to anyone who invents or discovers a new variety of plant. Now, the last concept that I want to go over is copyrights. This one is, is big, especially for individuals that would like to own the rights to their original works of their writing, music, art, or even intellectual property. Now with copyrights, they can be used for published and unpublished works. A copyright, it gives the owner the exclusive right to reproduce the work, prepare derivative works, distribute copies, as well as perform and display the work publicly. Copyrights require no publication or registration with the US Copyright Office but there are advantages with filing for one. I would definitely say if you do have pieces that you want to get copyright, whether it's music, uh, whether it's a, a writing, an article, a book, uh, intellectual property that you think of in your mind, 
it's important to, to follow that information because the advantages are you are establishing a public record of the copyright holder's ownership. And it also enables copyright holders to sue infringers in federal court. So if someone is claiming that they wrote the same article as you or they created the same music or whatever it is, you have the obligation and you have the legal right to be able to sue them if you can sue them for copyright infringement if they were to take your ideas. But the key point is the key point is that you have to own those rights. So that's why it's important to file it legally uh, through the uh, U.S. Copyright Office. Now, to register your piece, you will simply file an original claim uh, to the U.S. Copyright Office by completing an online registration form, or you can fill out a form called a form CO. And a copyright protection, it lasts for the life of the authors plus an additional 70 years. So it's great that, you know, it's, once you get a copyright, it, it'll, it'll last for your lifetime plus an additional 70 years. Now, I wanted to highlight a point of copyrights as it pertains to the music industry. Uh, I read an article online the other day regarding 50 Cent. Uh, he lost an appeal against Rick Ross over the In The Club remix. Back in 2015, 50 Cent filed a lawsuit against Ross for using in the club to promote his 2015 album Black Market with his Renzel remixes mixtape. Uh, 50 Cent claimed that Rick Ross exploited his likeness and he sued him for $2 million uh, for copyright infringement. Uh, the case was originally dismissed in 2018. However, 50 Cent filed for an appeal and the U.S. Second Circuit Court of Appeals decided that 50 Cent did not own the rights to the In The Club song. Um, and this was determined in August of 2020. And I, I thought that was very interesting that, you know, they said that he didn't own the rights to the song. So, you know, pretty much he had no right to even sue Rick Ross because, you know, he has no ownership when it comes to that argument. Now, the rights of the song uh, belong to 50 Cent's formal label Shady Records, which is Eminem's record label, and Aftermath Records, which is Dr. Dre label. So, therefore, 50 Cent, he lost the appeal to Rick Ross because he had no legal control of the song based on his original recording contract. Now, this really showcases the importance of ownership and how it can legally be played out in the federal court. So, that's why, you know, everything that we're talking about today it's, it's so important to, to have ownership, whether you're forming an LLC, um, you're looking at uh, filing for a trademark for a symbol, a name or a design. If you created um, a registered trademark, which gives you uh, more protection and allows you to be able to legally stop from anyone to uh, to be able to mirror or copy your ideas. And then when it comes to patents, you know, those are excellent for inventions and copyrights, as you can see from this previous example with 50 Cent and also with, uh, you know, Rick Ross, you know, had he owned the rights to in the club, he would have he would have won the appeal. But since he didn't, he didn't win it. Now, 50 Cent could still go to Shady Records and Aftermath and have them sue Rick Ross. But I don't think that's going to happen, you know, because I, I don't think that, you know, they have any intentions to do that. But it really shows, you know, the importance of, of copyrights and how powerful it can be 
when you do own the copyrights to all of your work. Now, another another uh, ownership story that I wanted to highlight was was is Michael Jackson. I also read an article that you know Michael Jackson uh, back in 1985 uh, he bought ATV Publishing. And uh, ATV Publishing was a, a publishing, you know, record company where they had many different artists that, that came onto that label um, during that time in the 80s and the 90s. And Michael Jackson, before that point, had a conversation with Paul McCarthy. And he basically, Paul McCarthy basically told Michael Jackson that the only way that you can make money is in the music industry is being able to... Uh, own the rights of songs, being able to own the rights of, of public uh, publishing and being able to obtain royalty checks from the publishing. And Michael Jackson basically told Michael McCarthy that he was not only going to buy his songs, but he was going to also own the songs for the Beatles. And that's exactly what he did. So in, in 1985, he purchased ATV Publishing of uh, for 47.5 million and it had a 4000 song ATV catalog so he owned all the rights to those to those uh songs in that catalog immediately and you know it was some of the uh artists and the songs that were on ATV at that time you had the Rolling Stones you had Little Richard you had Elvis and Michael Jackson ended up doing another boss move. Not only did he buy, purchase ATV Publishing in 1985, uh, 10 years later, later in 1995, he sold ATV. Well, he did a joint venture. He did a joint venture with Sony. He did a 50-50 split joint venture with Sony, and he merged ATV Publishing with Sony. So not only did he own the publishing for all of the the artists that came onto the ATV catalog publishing company, but he also owned the rights to all the artists on Sony. Well, he owned 50% uh, once it came to that point in 1995, and that's when he was able to start to own the rights of the Beatles, uh, some of the Beatles songs. And, you know, ATV and Sony, they, they went on to purchase, you know, other... Uh, you know, uh, they ended up purchasing another country music publisher called a Rose for 157 million. And that allowed them to get rights to 55,000 country songs. So, I mean, Michael Jackson, he really became a billionaire on the low. You know, I didn't even know that he made this move until now, until I read the article online, but it really highlights the importance of ownership and, and why, when you control your destiny and when you control the equity in anything that you do in life, uh, you're going to be able to have, you know, more power than you expect. And you're going to be able to protect yourself legally if you have to go in the court, court of law and you have to either sue anyone or if anyone's trying to sue you in a case with, um, you know, 50 Cent and, and also with Rick Ross. Uh, so, you know, that uh, that pretty much, you know, uh, wraps it up uh, for the content for this episode. Um, before I end this episode, I did want to give you all the details for the cash giveaway that I will be doing. And I will be announcing one special listener this week. 
Now, these are the requirements for the random drawing. I'm going to send you $50 via Cash App, but you do have to do these requirements in order to receive the $50. First, you have to share this podcast episode on either your Instagram story or your news feed and hashtag my name at Kev and Jenkins so I can know that you did it. Second, you have to leave a review on the podcast platform you are using to stream this content. So either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Third, you have to rate this podcast from one to five stars. Be honest. You know, I definitely want an honest opinion. I want to make sure that my content is valuable. And I would love to see, you know, what the ranking would be uh, based on what you decide uh, to choose when you... Uh, when you uh, rate the podcast. Now, the link tree will be in the show notes, uh, so you will be able to find the platforms and you'll be able to leave a review. Uh, also, my Instagram will be there, on, be on there as well, so you can be able to find me on that platform. And I just want to tell you, thank you all, and I'll be announcing the winner this, this week, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care.